This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello, and welcome to Line Dance Podcast with Megan Barcelia and Christopher Gonzalez. Today we are continuing to look at energy and stress levels in addition to possible surprises at the end of this episode because I think we'll have time. Our plan was to go to 64 dances and in our last episode we went up to 50. So, continuing on, we are now on Do Your Thing. Definitely high energy. And as far as stress level goes, I mean, it, it's very upbeat, very positive. I would say it's low stress and high energy. What do you think? I think that sounds pretty accurate for the the dance, for the movements, for the song. Um, it all kinds of hits that more of a fun, happy, light uh, feeling than a like aggressive overtone to it. Okay. Well, that one's pretty easy to get through, I guess. Um, now, would this be one that you'd recommend to others? And are there any caveats for who would actually enjoy this? I like this one. Um, I like this one for many reasons. One, I remember when it was first requested, it was Vegas, I want to say 17, 2017, does that sound right? Vegas, yes, Vegas 2017. Joe really, really wanted to dance this one and nobody knew it. So I remember you and I told ourselves that before we see her at the next event, which just so happened to be at Florida Line Dance Classic the following month, we were going to learn this dance so that she could dance this dance. And we were really, really excited to learn it and bring it back basically for her since she didn't get to dance it at Vegas. And with that said, I actually had a lot of fun learning it. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty easy, but also a little weird. So it had a a uniqueness to it. Um, I don't know if I would recommend it to just anybody because I feel like some of these dances, you really need to like be there to have formed some type of attachment to it. So whether when it was released, which we clearly were not, or like, for instance, some of the late night dancing where it's like, why don't we know this dance? Um, you have that like that attachment, that, that memory of it, and then you go and learn it, um, which I think forms a bond to it. I don't see this being something that I would teach necessarily at like, say, our Hot Monk or Twin Oaks venues. I don't think there would be the same attachment to it. The song isn't really current, but I love it, so I would still want to recommend it to anybody. I would recommend it because I like when people get weird and do things they would not normally do in line dance. If it's just like a walk-walk-shuffle kind of dance, but to a different country song, then... I don't know how much they're necessarily growing in addition to enjoying the experience of the dance. I like when they grow a little. So if I can throw something weird at them, then maybe they only do it the one time, but maybe it'll help them think differently about what's possible in line dance or what's allowed. They want to dribble a basketball and have that choreographed in several times, then maybe their invention will be swatting a tennis ball when they choreograph their own piece. So I would recommend it. Uh, but that's just weird me. That's all right. 
Fun fact for anyone uh, who used to use Angel Fire back in the day for creating websites. My URL was angelfire.com slash weird slash Zorro. So repping the weird even in like what middle school I guess that was middle school early <laughs> high school knows what that that website is yeah wow anyway next up we have pump it definitely high energy definitely definitely high energy but what what do you think of the stress level because this one it, it's very aggressive but it's not it's not like celebratory aggressive it's I don't know it, it, it's almost athletic like it's like a showcase, like when a, a person shows up at a breakdance competition and show and, and like blasts out all their big moves. I feel like that's what this dance does, but I don't know where, which that would categorize into. Okay, so looking at the categories, because we're lucky enough to have them still in front of us at our disposal, I would go with high energy, low stress. And the reason why I'd pick low stress is there's words in it like exciting, energetic, uh, intense and um, and like passionate and so like that kind of hits me more than for instance like the rowdy or fierce of high stress that I would also classify the song slash dance as but I feel like it hits more in the having a good time than a aggressive manner that I associate with higher stress, which has also words like volatile and aggressive and unsettling. I, I wish there were something in between high and low stress because I see the high stress aspects of it where there's a lot of punchiness to it. It's not a sustained high energy where... You know, you're gliding like, okay, for example, Titanic. There's a lot of moving across the floor. It's high energy, but it's grand. And even though she's singing about, um, I don't know, maybe the guy isn't around or something. I'm not sure exactly the, the thesis of that song. It, it does sound a little yearny, but overall it feels big. It makes you feel big. This one, I feel, makes me feel tough. And a, a big grand song and a big tough guy, I'm going to fight you, I could win that fight song, are different to me. Like, when, when you do the, the elbow tilt, the uh-uh, like, uh, the kick, when you, when, you, when you extend that leg out, that's like a penetrating the air sort of a movement, the grind. So, what about the words gritty and rousing? Which are in low stress. Mm-hmm. Wait, where do you see gritty? Oh, there is gritty. Hmm. Like, I'm, I'm very open. I'm very open to hearing more about why you, it follows in the high stress for you. But I'm just, I'm just trying to like see the opposite side and also point out that there is words like rousing and gritty in low stress as well. Um, because for me, it like you said, I wish there was one in between because it's not this angst and like you know i'm gonna punch you out but it's definitely not yay let's happy this is fun mm-hmm. it's definitely somewhere in between that mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm definitely open to figuring out which words best describe it in a majority rules sense 
I wish confident weren't in low energy, low stress because it is very confident. Like that, that's one of the biggest things that I get from this is that this person, like he's talking about like, you know, your girl backstage when we in town or something like that. Like he's, he's strutting a little bit, you know? And even, even in Fergie's part, she sounds very sure of herself with her la da dee da da dee da's on the stereo area or whatever. And they're talking about how their music is being played on the radio. Like, you know, turn us up because we're amazing. You know, spell out our name. You should know what our name is. But it's, it's not in an angry way like in New Flow when they're all saying, this is who I am and I'm so cool. Like, that's a little more confrontational. But they're not saying like, hey, you should get to know us. I'm Will I Am and this is Fergie. It's all it's it's somewhere in the middle. It's Yeah. Okay, ah. so the way I see it is first of all, I love dancing this dance regardless. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't dance this dance if I was angry Mm. to relieve the tension. If I was angry and mad, this would not be the dance I dance. This is one that I associate more with just being playing out exhausted afterwards because I've given it my all. Mm-hmm. So with that said, I think about how it's lively, it's gritty, it's intense, it's energetic, it's exciting, it's exuberant, and mm-hmm. even it's celebratory. It's just not the you know, clapping round of applause kind of celebratory. It's like, dude, look at how freaking awesome we are. I can go with exciting because if this were one of those surprise plays at the end of the night when JP or Louie are not showing you what they're playing anymore and you just have to hear it, I, I would think, oh boy, here it goes. Who's on the floor? Who's still awake? Like looking around to see what's about to happen. I would be excited. Ah, oh, it's so weird. I, when I think also of stress, I think of like, are my muscles tensed? Like a high energy, low stress would also be like a happy dance where you're going, oh, 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 ba-dum-ba. You're not tensing your muscles. You're just kind of swinging your arms and swaying, doing the rock recovers. I don't feel tense, but I do feel like there's a lot of energy there. With this, I am tensing pretty much everything, but it's like a positive stress. Like I said, athletic Right? Exactly. I think about it and it's like, it's definitely not like you said, the happy dance. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's still along the lines of like, I think about it like I will tense muscles to hit things in the music Mm -hmm. as opposed to like being unable to unclench my fist kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like that's a different kind of tense for me. Whereas like... um. There's some songs I can't. I'm try, I wish I could think of one right now. Um, okay, so for example, high energy, high stress, song wise, pretty much anything. Three days grace, hmm. very aggressive, very angst ridden, very you know outrageous, volatile. Just like I'm gonna throw a punch, and you're just gonna have to either duck or accept it you know and that's that kind of tense that like has that high stress feeling like I'm going to throw a punch whereas something like pump it just makes me want to hit the movements differently so I will flex and relax certain muscles to hit them because I don't want to miss them which is a little bit different for me anyways all right well since they do have party celebratory and I think about like fist pumping 
you would fist pump at a party, but you're not stressed at a party. You are still clenching your fist to pump it, though. To pump it. Pump it. <laughs> pump it. All right. I guess. I guess I'll. Uh, I'm all right with putting low, but I, I'm not. I'm not the happiest about it. <laughs> well, to be fair, I don't think that one was going to be a win-win either way, because it doesn't feel right in either yeah. category. But it definitely is not low energy. <laughs> All right, and I would definitely recommend it, even though it's super weird and like the uh, paddle turns that go halfway around and then paddling back feels super unnatural. Um, the rest of it, it, it it's very um, cathartic to do the elbow tilt or the, I mean, in the versions that I've done, I guess, leaping into the air. I get really into this one. Um, when you extend your leg, the grind and sweep at the end there's a lot of like uh, it's almost like every other beat maybe it's like four every other four beats or something one two and three four five something like that like you feel like it's constantly like waves of hail so i agree wholeheartedly would recommend this one um now obviously it would be one that I would highly recommend with a group of them, which I have mentioned in previous episodes, such as a uh, new flow and that kind of feeling of, you know, just have that high energy, not quite gritty, but not quite like, you know, soft by any means. Um, make it shake would be another one that I would put in this kind of category. Um, I like this particular dance because although I have fun with new flow and although I have fun with make it shake and both of those like are my leave everything on the dance floor kind of dances where it's like when I'm done, I'm exhausted. There's something about pump it and how it was choreographed that feels more how do I word this? Um, there's more dance to it than just consistent movement. Um, whereas there's not a whole lot of steps to new flow. Whereas there's much more steps to pump it. And so you have to think about certain things a little bit more. And the song has ups and downs that I like that allow me to like get low to the floor during the sweep or um, I play a lot with the song and like for instance um, they talk about shaking it so like there'll be a point where I don't do the steps and I just shake and there'll be um, ways I'll, I'll do delays for like the hitch and like make it just drag a little bit more back and um, it's just there's something more to the song for me than some of the other dances like that are also in this kind of category that allows me to explore it a little bit more and so that's one of the many reasons why I let this is probably one of the top of that group of dances for me this is real tricky I just scrolled up and I saw we have woman up as high energy high stress among you know others like I can understand keep up don't lose your breath definitely yeah I'm high stress uh, gyrate, high stress, music high. I don't know. It's kind of like this one. It's just a pop song. It's to the song pop. Like that one. I don't know. But woman up being high stress while this is low stress. I, I okay. Well, if you if you not comparing them, 
the reason why we did high stress for woman up is because it was like fiery and fierce and a little bit provocative. Mm -hmm. So the song has a different tone to it, even though it definitely is more of a poppy sound than something like this. This definitely has more of the aggressive sound than woman up, but it fits more into the, the words that describe it. There's more of them that describe it to me than the other one. Huh. And yet, physically, for the dance, I feel like it's low energy, if anything. Because it has, like, the little graceful sambas and cross and heels. not, you know, breaking that much of a sweat. But it doesn't fit with the words that, that, that are listed under low energy, high stress. Like, there's no yearning. There's no gloomy, whimsical, somber, autumnal, cynical, sarcastic. Like, it is, as we described it, and according to the words, high energy, high stress. But I don't know. Pump it doesn't feel low stress. Ah, maybe we'll circle back around to it at some point. <laughs> Geek in the pink. Well, what if we made the exception and say high low? <laughs> oh, for like the same category? Yes. Like either lie or ho? <laughs> not use those words but yes (laughs) okay next up we have geek in the pink and this one's interesting because i think stress level is high he's being very not attacking but uh he's definitely making some strong statements toward the person he's singing to a little bit i would say on the confrontational side Mm -hmm. um boisterous comes to mind um a little bit on the tense side, too, just simply because it's like the, yeah, well, you're going to miss out because guess what? I'm awesome and blah, 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 you know, kind of feeling. And I, I mean, because he's so laid back about it, I would say musically it's more of a low energy and even the movements are not making you flex that much. So I would say low high and yet the words in here, I'm a, a, the only ones I can find that match are maybe like sarcastic, maybe even a little bitter. Snide. Snide. Yeah. Yeah. Ironic. Would you go with low high? Yeah, I could see that. Okay. And this is another one of those where I would recommend it, not just because it's like classic and done a bunch of events, but it does have some weird movements in it, like the uh, step, touch, step, touch, step, touch, step, kick. And then um, the timing of like the cross and the sweep and then the ankle breaking I I would throw this at somebody just to give them something new to do, definitely. And then they could, if they like it, go from there. It's definitely one of those that I would look at the level people are at and recommend it. Um, Like most of these, obviously, I wouldn't necessarily recommend Pump It to a beginner who's never danced before. But um, Geek in the Pink is definitely one I would recommend. It's harder. You do have to think about some of the movements. Um once you get it, it's different, but it's certainly one that I enjoy doing and it is weird and it is funky and I like the song. So I would, I would certainly recommend it. Okay. Now we have a few here consecutively that may be, um, almost cousins of each other in terms of energy and stress. Save the day is very, I would say low energy. You're gliding a lot. I would say it's, um, I don't know. 
I, I think, like, I want to say high stress because of the topic. Like, if there is a crisis, he's going to come and, and save the person. But it's not like it's low energy, low stress in the sense of, oh, what a wonderful day, what a nice sunny picnic, and I love you so much, let's be together forever, low stress. This is telling you there, is a, there, there could be a problem. You know, th- there could be something awful that happens to you that I have to save you from. So just even hinting at that seems like it would be high stress content. But low stress, low energy also matches some of these other terms like confident and oh, dreamy, smooth, maybe romantic. Uh, maybe romantic. I don't know. What do you think about this one? Um, I'm trying to think. Is I'm dancing at like what I feel because it's it's been a while since I've danced it too. That's the other thing to consider. So it's like I'm trying to play the lyrics in my head while also remembering what the steps look like. Something to consider is when he's saying, like, call me, baby, if you need a friend. I'm only one call away. It sounds a little like a guy who's been friend-zoned and really wants the attention from this girl of, like, but I could be there for you, girl. And that sounds to me like yearning, which would be low-energy, high-stress. I would say I, th- I think of it a little bit more, I think, on along the lines of the high-stress, honestly. Um, even though, like, there's not a lot of muscle tension in it. I think the topic brings it to the um, to the higher stress. Uh, it is not one of my go-tos that I would recommend for this kind of feel of a dance, though. What about you? I like it. Um, I've gotten lost on it and forgotten and had to relearn it numerous times. But I like the way things rock and then another thing and then another thing. And it kind of like... It, it, it's... Um, it's almost like you're in a tide pool or something, or like you're you're not in the ocean, you're not hitting the waves, but you're in like a little eddy off of the ocean so that you can feel the strength of the waves after they've been kind of tempered by some nearby rocks and sand. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, after this, oh my goodness. Well, it's lay low. I feel like that's, that's hinting at something, and I'm just going to leave this one up to you. What do you think? I love this dance. I'm just going to start with Anybody and everybody needs to learn this dance. It is a high, 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 high recommendation on my list. It was probably one of the first ones I had learned at this tempo and this style. And it has stuck with me for the past three years. And the song is just, I love it. I love about like, let's go get lost. Just, just you and me. Let's spend some time together. Let's relax. Let's, let's literally leave our phones where people can't get to us and just run away and be you and me. And for me, that's definitely a low stress kind of feel Um, because it is a softer song, a little soft, it's softer movements. Um, I would definitely say low energy as well. I mean, I could pretty much, I mean, it's sentimental, it's soft, it's romantic, it's warm, there's precious moments in it. It is confident in itself where it's like saying, let's go get lost, let's just be you and me, where the the stars are the only ones who know where we're at, you know. Um, It's got that like soothing, dreamy feel to it, and I just, I I love it. I love it so much. So, what about you? I agree. (laughs) And, I mean, we have to make it low, low, because it's lay low, so, yeah. (laughs) We don't uh, have to make it low, low because it's low, low. But after that, we've got faith and desire, which to me is another yearning song. It's very much I I miss the sound of your voice. 
which says to me high stress. And, you know, it's another lower energy, uh, laid back, kind of dreamy. If it were in low energy, low stress, I could see dreamy, smooth, hypnotic. But he is talking about wanting to do all these things with a girl, not that he is doing it. Yeah, I hear somber. I hear bittersweet. I hear just that yearning, that just sad-ish, melancholy kind of like thinking about better days and it's definitely one of those that like I get lost in movements to the dance in the sense of like it just takes me on its own journey and I'm just along for the ride and every time I dance it I get a a different deeper connection to it I highly recommend this one it is one of my go-tos it is one of my favorites it is one of those that it doesn't Pretty much the only time I wouldn't really dance this dance was when I was angry. That's the only thing. And that would because I wouldn't want that kind of negative emotion anywhere near this dance. Because this dance makes me so happy. I would also recommend it. And I would say for the somewhat unconventional movements, like going from one diagonal in the, like the crouched position and then going into the other diagonal and then the rolling backward, this is not common in dances and I think it would be good for people to experience that at least once uh, we have another couple of the, these uh, I would say lower energy dances back to back die a happy man and pull you through and for die a happy man it's interesting uh, because it's another one like pull you through she's offering I will do these things like save the day so does it fall in the same category as save the day and die a happy man he's saying you know if, if I don't get to do all these things, then it's still great. We'll still be together. Um, and that, to me, is more like lay low. So do these fall into both of those categories, respectively, do you think? Personally, I think if, if we're going to do this together, <laughs> since you've kind of bundled them together, they're definitely both low energy. I actually would put both of them in low stress, personally, um, because of the fact that they're both very confident songs. They're very confident in what they're talking about. Like um, the idea of like die a happy man is like, it doesn't matter where we go or what we do as long as I'm with you, which is very sentimental, very romantic, very confident and a nice, you know, fun way of describing it way back when maybe in the fifties would be dreamy. <laughs> like, I don't know what girl doesn't dream about this kind of guy that wants to just spend his time with her and that's all that he needs. Like, the other stuff would be great, but, you know, whatever. Um, pull You Through is another thing where she's like, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, you taught me that I can depend on you. I'm going to return the favor. I'm going to pull you through. You know, you taught me about love. I'm going to help you and reciprocate that. And to me, that's still that same kind of confident, romantic feeling. It's very sentimental as opposed to like the melancholy side of it. And um, highly recommend both of them for just their flow, for their their graceful movements, for the way... In Die a Happy Man, Joey and Rachel hit certain things that are just so much fun. Like, I love the dance around the fireplace and you do the, the two turning shuffles. And um, I love that, that arc circle 
of the behind hold and front hold and behind and then hitch like it's it just feels good and then maddie and joe did such an amazing job with pull you through like we talked about how there's certain dances where like you can't imagine the steps being anything but what they are and pull you through is one of those dances for me mm-hmm. now we have one two three four five here that i think we could probably lump together um let me know if you agree. Hot tamales, jukebox, skiffle time, and what's your name? Oh, and rose garden. And I think these are all very high energy, and they're all very much party, low stress dances as opposed to high stress confrontational. What do you think? I think that's a really good assessment. They're definitely high energy. Um, I, you know, it's, it's I move a lot with them. They're not the lower side of things. Um, jukebox is very celebratory um hot tamales i just yeah it's definitely like rock rocking out you're you're having a great time party on you know um skiffle time i don't even know what is going on in skiffle time i just know that i'm constantly moving in skiffle time and i'm constantly laughing and having a good time in skiffle time um what's your name is a little bit different because if you listen to the lyrics he's like Definitely made the mistake of buying this girl in a bar a bottle of champagne and now she's taken off and he's like, wait, where'd she go? <laughs> but it's it's still fun and happy to me, even though that's the unfortunate situation. And as for Rose Garden, that just that song just makes me happy. So um, I would recommend all of them personally. What about you? Uh, I definitely would as well. And I would even throw one more on there to take us to 64 that I think fits in this category. High, high energy, stomp your feet. Low stress because they're saying, hey, you know, make a joyful noise and, and dance about. I think uh, I get a feeling of that from all of those dances. I feel like I'm really dancing when I do any of these aforementioned dances. Would you also recommend stomp your feet? That is one that I would have to base it off of what the person likes to recommend honestly like I like the dance and I could recommend it to a lot of people but it is certainly one that I can also see some people maybe it's not their kind of party Hmm. I could see that I would recommend it for the weirdness but again that seems consistent (laughs) all right well we're gonna take a quick stress break or a stretch stretch break and we will resume shortly welcome back Line Dance Podcast with Megan Barcelia and Christopher Gonzalez. We have left the warm, dry building in which we recorded the previous segment. We are now in my car. <laughs> Somewhere in my car. We're parked in front of a McDonald's because <laughs> they're open late. Right now we are going to describe to you the merits of various dances that have been in my regular rotation at Brookdale Senior Living. Mostly AB, I would say, absolute beginner level, and why this variety of dances in particular seems to work out well for engaging new dancers and not confusing them with over overly similar segments of um, movement patterns and i think megan is familiar with many of these as well from having either been 
a drop-in visitor at one of my classes uh, in the past, or having done some of these dances at Ronert Park Senior Center and their beginner lessons. Chronologically, from the top, one that we started with today, now usually, I do things differently, I usually start with one-wall dances, because you never know. Sometimes you get some people, they just want to not think for a little bit, do some one-wall dances. But today... For liveliness sake, I opened with Mama Maria, classic Frank Trace dance. You go to the diagonals, so it's a different sort of a walk, 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 kick dance because you're diagonally doing it and you're not just doing it forward and back. And you got some Charleston, you got some Vine, you know, little little mini sampler platter of some steps that will be very helpful for the early dancer later in their journey. What do you think of Mama Maria as a beginner dance and why has it held up as well as it has for the beginner set? Well, some of my thoughts on it are the fact that it is still very, very accessible because it is walk, 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 kick, back, 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 touch, walk, 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 kick, back, 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 touch. Very accessible. But it's a little bit different going to the diagonals. That can be challenging for some people. So it can take a absolute beginner up to a beginner level. Um, but it's still very, very accessible in the fact that it's not very fast. There's not a lot of quick weight changes in the dance. There's not a whole lot of balancing you have to do like some dances and there's certainly not a lot of turns. Um, going to, to the diagonal makes you feel like you're doing more of the dance than, you know, just your basic going forward and back. And I think one of the reasons why it has held up is because of the the accessibility as well as the ability to put it to a lot of different songs. Um, I think you can change it up to based on the type of event you're dealing with. Like you can definitely keep it original. If you're teaching people who are strictly country, you can switch it to a country song. If you're trying to get maybe some youthful energy intrigued in dancing and what line dancing is, you can switch it to a more popular pop-ish song. So I think that's one of the many reasons. It's definitely a great... um, I like to call, which I think you do as well, bumper dance. That's when the bumper music starts and people are getting into a ballroom or something like that. You can throw on something like this and people will get up and dance and, you know, fill the time and just have fun while they're doing it. Up next, we have a dance I believe you've taught once or twice or every week. Um, K is for kicks, but with a twist. When I do this one at Brookdale Senior Living, we do not do it to its originally choreographed to song, which was Feel It Still by Portugal the Man. Instead, we do it to Ain't That a Kick in the Head by Dean Martin. Lower BPM, and we do it one wall. So you got your right heel, left heel twice on the right, left heel, right heel twice on the left, K-step, but we don't turn, and then do a little shimmy to the right, shimmy to the left, or just a hold to the right and a hold to the left if people prefer. This, I find, still challenges not only the first timers who have never line danced before of course uh, but even people who've come back 
for several consecutive weeks and are what they would consider non-dancers, they get thrown by the second heel. You do the right heel, the left heel, the right heel, and they want to go to the left heel again. But no, it's twice on the right. And that little bit of variation in what they would expect um, and that, that deviation toward a different pattern that they didn't expect keeps them alert for an entire three minutes. And even just like there are many dances that have side touch, side touch, and we'll get to one of those in a bit uh, by Amy Christian called Sugar. With a case step, it's still step, touch, step, touch, but it's diagonal step touching. Like you were saying, diagonal movement is unusual for people, and that's why Mama Maria keeps people awake. They know it's walk, 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 kick, but wait, the diagonal. Oh, I have to keep track now. Which diagonal are we on? And with a K-step, you have to be sure that you're not just going forward forever or going back forever. You'll go forward and then back and then back and then forward. And that is not normal movement for, more pe- for most people in their day-to-day life. So it's, um, it's something that I think is good to expose people to early, especially if there isn't a lot of other stuff going on in that dance to confuse them. That can be one of the like two confusing things in the dance overall. The shimmies are just, you know, breathing points. Well, first and foremost, I think that this dance to the original song is a party. And I think that's one of the reasons why so many people have been able to connect to it. It's one of those that you can follow it after like the second or third wall if you're an experienced dancer and have it and just be able to play with it from there on out. It's one that if you're not an experienced dancer, it challenges you because like you said, the double heel, but it also preps the beginner for something like a heel hook heel movement. Um, kind of the way like the cross point or step point out to the side, point to the other side, kind of preps you for a Monterey turn later on. This kind of gives you that same kind of prep so that the beginner could then also know that, okay, well, for one, um, this is prepping me for a harder movement. But two, that also means that if the harder movement in a different dance is too hard, I can just do two heels instead. So it's it's an, a nice variation as well for once things get a little bit harder and you want to tone it down a little bit. Um, I like that this one can be turned from a four wall to a one wall dance if need be. It's one that I, I definitely recommend uh, for all ages. I teach it to the children that I teach at elementary schools. I teach it to high schoolers. I teach it to, you know, 20, 30 somethings. I teach it to seniors. And it, it literally, it's one of those dances that is just fun for most people. It's got a good track to it. And so people really, really enjoy it. I actually, just this last Thursday, recommended it to one of my dancers whose husband has a lot of challenge with balance and needs a workout at home that can help improve his balance a little bit at a time. And I told her to do it to ain't that a kick in in the head because it's a slower song. She already knows K is for kicks. She loves that dance. So she's going to be able to do that with him, teach him how to do that. 
And it's going to give him that chance to start somewhere and then maybe even eventually build up to the original track as well. But it's a great track. I love me some Dean Martin. So that's fun. And it hits still on the, the kick parts every now and then too, if I remember correctly. So that that's that's fun as well. So I love this dance. I think it has a lot of staying potential um, in the long run as well. Thank you. After that, because I saw that uh, one of our new residents there was struggling a bit with the second heel, I thought, oh my goodness, let's go uber basic. Let's go swinging thing, which we learned from Joe at Dancing for the Dream over a year ago. Yeah, it must have been two years ago at this point. And that one's another walk, 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 kick, back, 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 touch, dance. You do that twice, and that's half the dance. You go to the right, hold together, hold, right, hold together, hold, left together, left together, left together, clap, clap. And it's another one wall, so a person could just follow your feet the entire time and possibly get it that way. And there isn't a whole lot of eccentric movement. There are no diagonals. There is no syncopation. No weird weight change things like touches or scuffs other than the walk, 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 kick, back, 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 touch that they're probably already used to from having done it in another dance. Uh, if they have done something like Mama Maria before this, um, let's see, walk, 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 kick, back, back. Is that touch or together in Mama Maria? I'll have to double check that. But anyway, um, I specifically wanted to alternate this. I didn't want to put it right after Mama Maria, even though I saw there was some trickiness with going in the diagonals i'd like to space these if there if there are multiple dances in my playlist that have walk 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 kick back 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 touch or other similar patterns i like to buffer them with other dances that way people don't get confused and go into the other dance that they just did for three minutes Uh, this one i like to the original song because it's Scooter Lee, and I, I feel like people at this class have a familiar voice in Scooter Lee. They get to hear a lot of her songs um, as they were originally paired with Joe's Dances. And this also, I find, can be well switched to many dances the way Mama Maria can, because it's all whole counts. The walk, 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 kick, back, 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 touch hits a lot of things in the music that have eight, eight uh, count phrases of uh, whatever story they're telling. And... It's it's not it, it isn't any more than it needs to be as a dance. So it's good having it in that warm up section early in the set. They don't know the song probably, so they don't you know feel confused because they're singing along, and now they're thrown off. They can really focus on the steps for this one. In my experience, what what have your been experience? What have your experiences been with swinging thing? Well, I've definitely started when I was starting teaching have really, really fallen back on this one in the beginning as like a go to dance. It's easy to teach. It's easy for people to pick up. It's a little bit tricky with the hold. So it does push people. I know that a lot of beginners, myself included, when I was learning how to dance, had the most difficult time with a hold. And so it's it's nice to throw that in there every now and then to give people that challenge and that break in like the, the flow of how everything goes. Um, but it still makes sense. 
I think the fact that it can be song switched makes it really versatile as well as I've taught this to kids. I've taught this at the bar and I've taught it to seniors. So it's certainly one that works. I've also taught this contra because it is a one wall. Um, you can definitely do this contra and it makes it fun and it changes it up for people and they really, really enjoy it. So depending on their level that they're at and like if they even like contra or if you need to expose them to something to contra, this dance is one of the few easy enough ones that doing it contra doesn't completely mess you up. You just have to remind people, okay, this row Follow the person next to you, not the one across from you, you know. And so that's one of the, the tips that I've, I've discovered. Um, I, I love the one wall dances that I can introduce absolute beginners to or people who have a little bit more difficulty in remembering the dance movement so that if you're on a four wall dance, like they can follow you on the front wall. They can follow you on the two sides walls, but like once their back is turned to you, it's like, it's gone. There's no dance in there. It's just, I think this is when I turn to a turn to a turn. How about now? How about now? Okay, cool. And now I can watch you again. And I do know that that is something I've seen, um, at some classes when it has to do with, um, like the senior community or even little kids who like, you know, they, they, they want to do it so badly, but they just don't trust themselves when they can't see someone. And so something like this is a lot of fun to teach. Um, I know that like I, I've taught it to several different elementary schools and um, at like father-daughter dances and we've done it at a lunch thing one time and it's fun because you can song switch it and so it's it definitely makes use of the ease and simplicity as well as I really enjoy it to the original because it's a fun track. After that, I figured I'd pick up the pace a bit and go with Cajun Thang. Uh in previous weeks, I've actually, I'm, my, my more seasoned students have, they've done it to Scooter Lee's Cool Cool Mardi Gras for, I would say, in the first like year or two of them dancing this dance. And just recently, I started looking for other song options, one of which uh, recently has been the Pascagoula Run, uh, in which he mentions the word Cajun for some reason. Uh, and I think I, I also experimented with Down at the Twist and Shout because he says something about, um, she says, something, something in a Cajun beat, something, something going to find my feet. And I thought, oh, that's cute because, like, it's it's Cajun thing. And she says Cajun beat. And I think he says, oh, yeah, he says, got to learn to Cajun dance. And uh, I thought, okay, well, I got to try that. So I've enjoyed that recently. However, since we did have a first timer, I decided that I would go with the original Cool Cool Mardi Gras. And the advantage to using that is that even though conventional wisdom for line dance is keep it three minutes, maybe three and a half, you want to get on to the next song as quickly as possible. Having a longer song like this one, four minutes, 57 seconds, re- really strongly reinforces the dance uh, because the person's dancing it for a long time. 
Uh, my my logic with this was thinking, okay, there are only a couple things that happen in the stance. Four toe struts forward, four toe struts back, and then depending how they're feeling, they can do side touch together, side touch together, side touch turn and bring your foot in together, side touch together, or you can do mambos, side mambo, side mambo, side mambo with the turn, side mambo together. It really you know, depends on your comfort level or what works for your body. And as you were mentioning, this is the sort of thing that can prepare you for a Monterey turn later. Uh, my first timer slash, you know, a recent resident did have some trouble, I think, deciphering what the toe struts were exactly. And I didn't think that this would be a problem because in previous weeks we have done a dance called Cowboy Strut where you do touch, step, touch, step. It's very similar to a toe strut. And then you have heel struts that go forward, which I, at that time, described as, just think of it like slow walks. You know, you're walking forward, you hit the heel first, then you drop the toe, heel, drop the toe. And I guess I had thought that toe struts in this would follow that similar logic. Just think of them as slow walks. But who slowly walks with their toe first and then drops the heel? After a while, uh, she just kind of watched that dance, and she came back out for the next one, but I think this one was a little unusual for her. And there are some unusual-looking weight changes when you get into the last half of the side touch, or is it a rock, or is it a Monterey? Like, what's going on when you turn? There's a lot that happens there That's if it's not broken down in a full teach, can be confusing to see. But I still recommend it in this beginner set because, as I mentioned, not a whole lot of things happen in the dance. So if you can remember what a toe strut is and you have decided whether you're doing your side rocks or side touches and you've got that turn mastered, then you can do this dance. Have you experienced much Cajun thing in your time? Unfortunately, I haven't. The only time I've ever danced Cajun thing is with you in your Monday night class. Up next, we have one that I highly recommend. Usually, my opening set is Swinging Thing, Ain't That a Kick in the Head, uh, K is for Kicks, and this one, which is another Walk, Walk, Kick, Back, Walk, Walk, walk Kick, Back, 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 Touch Dance, Sugar by Amy Christian. I love this one because you get to wave your arms, and I tell them, Walking in a circle while we're waving our hands. Or wave in our hands while we count to eight. Or something along those lines. I, I, I change it depending who's there and who's learning it. This one is fun for me because I get to do something like that. And that's not usual for line dances. You don't wave your arms back and forth and walk in a circle. Like That's, that's I don't know, not allowed. It's too fun, you know? Uh, until you get into like the crazy advanced Shane dances and Guyton dances, then suddenly arms are okay again. But... Um, I like this one because it really breaks the tension. The original song, Sugar Sugar, is very upbeat and like bubblegum. And and the other song switch that's been recommended to me that I have tried it to is I Can't Help Myself, parentheses, Sugar Pie, Honey Bunch by The Four Tops. They both work really well. And oddly enough, what's the name of that other one? Um, the dance is Mind Up, Hands Up. I got my hands up, haven't really made my mind up. That actually works. If people have heard the other two songs to death over the course of several years of dancing this, try it to hands up because there are parts in the dance when you wave your arms while he's saying, I've got my hands up. It's nuts. I I, I would give it a try. Uh, but yeah, for most seniors, especially first-time dancers to this dance, 
the original or the other one, Circuit Pie Honey Bunch, perfect. Right up their alley for safety level, cuteness level, innocence. I enjoy it every time. I would still do this tomorrow if somebody said, go go teach at our senior place. I'm like, all right, I got just the dance for you. I definitely remember when this was recommended to you and by whom. Well, let me rephrase by whom. One of whom's. <laughs> it was in Detroit. Right after we interviewed both Lynn's and somebody said that this is like one of their go-to beginner dances. You should check it out. And I swear it's changed your life. <laughs> um, I've seen you teach it at the bar. I've seen you teach it at the senior center and it doesn't matter. You look like you are having the time of your life. And so Everybody else is out there laughing and having a good time too. And realistically, that is what line dancing is about. And for me, this dance, I love the song. It's just, it's so cute. And like you said, innocent and it's fun and it's not overly complicated. You do change walls, but you don't at the same time because you walk at a full circle. So as long as you know that like you're walking right back to where you were, you're fine because it's a one wall dance, but you get the illusion of changing walls by walking in the circle. And I think that really added to it personally. There are definitely, oh, there's so many more on this list, but uh, I think what I'll do is I will briefly mention the next one so I can get to the one that comes right after it. Cowboy Charleston is another one that um, that I have in my, my sets at Brookdale. And there really isn't much to this one either, especially when I make it extra simplified for first first-timers, where I stand, I touch forward like I'm dipping my toe into water, and then I step together. I touch my left toe back, and I step together. I don't go like full Charleston mode, swinging the leg or anything crazy like that. I just touch together, touch together, touch together, touch together. There's half the dance. And then for the heel, heel, behind and cross, heel, heel, behind, turn, step. Tonight, what I did was heel, heel, cha, 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 in place. Just step, step, step. And then on the other side, I did heel, heel. And then I did cha, 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 step in place while I gradually turned to the right. Yes, it's cheating, but it's easier to follow. And we just went from a one wall to a four wall. I wanted to give her every advantage I could. Um, just to introduce her to this dance. And, you know, in the future, we'll have a full breakdown lesson of behind and cross and and what it, what options there are for Charleston. But for today, we did an extra simplified version of Cowboy Charleston to Please Please by Scooter Lee from her album Big Bang Boogie, which I believe may be the dance that Joe uses in her video tutorial on YouTube. Have you done much... Cowboy Charleston stoning. <laughs> Awkward. Um, no, I have not done much Cowboy Charles stoning. Um, <laughs> I have used this as a floor split before, though. Um, I believe there was a couple that we did it to in Palm Springs. I can't think of what dance it was at the moment. 
One of them was definitely back in town because we don't remember it. <laughs> there you go. Sorry, Joe. Sorry, Joe. Sorry, Scott. Sorry, Joey. Um, yeah, we definitely floor split this uh, back in town with Cowboy Charleston, which I think is another one of those reasons why this has been around as long as it has is because it's very accessible, very easy, um, and it can be switched to songs and used as floor splits so that more people can be out there dancing. And I think that's that's the most important thing and that's why some of these beginner dances have been around as long as they they have been it's because they're still very useful one that i've enjoyed doing uh to since again they had been listening to please please for probably the first two years of them dancing that dance uh, i recently i say recently like six months ago uh started dancing it to throwback love as well as after Palm Springs started you know, trying it out to back in town. And I've done it to others as well. Especially if there's a song that I love that I just want to hear more of, I will sometimes you know do it to one of these uh, low-count dances like Cowboy Charleston or just a two-stepping. Uh, and the one that I definitely wanted to mention that uh, is just such a strange... Another arm arm dance, a strange dance in the realm of, of like lion dance and beginner lion dance. My sweetheart. This one is sway left and sway left, sway right, sway left, sway right, while swinging your arms left, right, left, right, and then reach up to the corner with your left arm, and then reach up to the right corner with your right arm. And then you sway, 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 and then walk slowly in a half circle over four counts to the back wall. This has been very useful to me. And I've never song switched. I've always done it to my sweetheart. Partly it's useful because people can sing along to it if they cannot move a single muscle in their body. They probably know this song. Um, If they are sitting, they can do the arms. If they are a complete first-timer and aren't watching your feet whatsoever and they still aren't able to like confidently go to the back wall with the four walks around, they'll just sway back and forth when it's time to sway and face the front wall. And they'll reach. Even if everyone else is facing the back, reaching toward the back, they'll, they'll just mirror you. And then when we all come back to the front and, uh, and we start over and we sway normally, then they're back on count with everyone else. It's perfect. You can do this with zero line dance background or any kind of dance background because honestly, half of it is just standing in place and swaying and shifting the weight back and forth. A quarter of it is walking. How can you go wrong? And it's a song that they love. It's a classic song as covered you know, beautifully by Scooter Lee over the course of four minutes and six seconds. So they get to enjoy it for even longer. And as you can see, as well, you can see because you were able to see my screen, it was a it was an ideal halftime break. I like to give them something nice and mellow uh, just to kind of slow the pace back down. Sometimes I like to end with uh, Rita's Waltz and that kind of parallels you know, the other half of the dance set. But this was my halftime break and... I think everyone was on the same page for at least that track. I really wish we had time to go into the rest of the playlist, but I think that'll just have to be a, a, to be continued. Do you have any experiences with or thoughts on My Sweetheart? I'm just glad I found that dance for you if it's that big of a hit for you. Um, I, love, I love it. It's a very sweet, 
easy, you know, entry to that kind of slow uh, melody of a dance. And it's very accessible. And like you said, you can be in your chair and still be able to dance this with everybody else. All right. Well, this has been Line Dance Podcast with Megan Varsalia and Christopher Gonzalez. We would like to thank you again for tuning in this week. Until next time, we will see you on the dance floor. floor.